0: What's going on guys? Welcome on back to the second and short podcast, the cheap seats, fantasy football, dynasty football. I am your host Tyler Lauder joined with Jason, our fantasy expert here at second and short. Jason, how you doing today?
1: Doing good, doing good. Still uh, licking my wounds from watching the Giants lose, but you know what to expect. We did see some bright spots and you know, moral victories can't go a long way.
0: Yeah, I mean, 0-3 is 14 games away from the number one overall draft picks. So there's a positive in everything. There's a silver lining.
1: <laughs> yeah, 14 spot, 14 games away from Daniel Jones' replacement, according to the front office.
0: So, speaking of 0-3, that's our main subject and topic for today. Transitions. Uh, we're going to be talking about your 0-3 and your fantasy league. Your dynasty league is what we're talking about. If you're talking, we're redraft. we're not talking about you right now because you never surrender and redraft you try and sneak in as the last seed at, at four and nine like who cares like it doesn't matter how you get in you get in but in dynasty sometimes it's better to just blow it up because if you listen to um the dynasty nerds who i listen to and i hear them talk uh rich dodson always says he hates sitting in like five to like eight in that range like where you're not good enough to get a top draft pick, but you're not good enough to make the playoffs. These guys here, 0-3, they are the bottom barrel of your league. Maybe it's injuries. Maybe it's you're just a terrible dynasty owner. We're going to help you out on what we think you should do. Jason, go ahead and take us off. You're 0-3. It's time to blow it up, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, because we've talked about this before, being that middle of the pack, what to do, especially when you have some assets on your on your squad but you don't have a complete squad so you know i'm going to start this off and we're going to go back and forth with players what would you do uh we are the conductors of a certain hype train here on the cheap seats and that's mike williams so if you're sitting with mike williams and you're 0-3 what do you do tyler
2: he's a keep
0: for me he's uh like 25 26 years old i think he's finally hitting that performance that we thought was going to happen last year, but it's happening now. Um, And it might've happened last year if he wouldn't have played with Justin Herbert, but he was a rookie. So, you know, we'll give him some slack, but he's a hold. I think he's a building block. And I think the only way you trade him is if you get somebody that is one to two years into the league. So I'm talking for some reason, Jalen Waddell or Devonta Smith. Plus if you can somehow pull that off, or if you get somebody like Cortland Sutton, and a first if something like like i'm not saying people are going to do this but if you can get a slightly younger receiver even by a year or two plus a first round pick that's the only way i'm trading him is a guy that's got just as much upside but you're also giving me a pick otherwise he's like one of the only people i'm putting a stamp on and i'm saying don't even don't even ask me unless you're willing to overpay
2: okay
1: i'm right there with you man i think I think that's good because even if you're 0-3, you do need that fantasy building block to navigate your team around because and you're going to have vultures. I mean, you are, I mean, you are vultures in leagues. We're going, to, we're going to try to pick off those uh, players that, you know, shitty teams have. So now what would you do with the running back position if you got somebody, you know, like Aaron Jones?
0: I think Aaron Jones, for me, is, uh, is the type of guy that I would try and sell. Uh, another guy similar, I'll talk about both together, I had um, uh, Nick Chubb as well. And guys that are hitting that point of their second contracts is when we want to try and turn these guys, especially in a dynasty league where you're 0-3, you're rebuilding. So for me, Aaron Jones is one of those guys that he's a must-sell at the right time. Week two would have been the right time, but that's too early to rebuild and, you know, unless you're going to season this way. As soon as Aaron Jones has another 30, 35, 40 point performance. Hey guys, you know what? I don't want Aaron Jones anymore. I just don't like him. Okay. And you just bring in the offers and you bring them in and you reject every first offer you get because they're all going to be shit. And then you work with a counter and you build there. And once you set that up, he's out at the door as soon as possible. Because if you're 0-3, 0-4, 0-5, all somebody like Aaron Jones does
2: for you is win you a game, which moves you from the number one pick to the number two pick. Now, yeah. back to you, what is your age cliff? We talked about Mike Evans a little bit. What's your age cliff for receivers? Like, where are
0: you at? It doesn't matter how good they are, but where are you like, you know what? I got to get rid of them. Like, 28, 29? 29?
1: I'm in the twenty-seven. I'm in the twenty-seven to twenty-eight range okay. <laughs> because you know you taper your expectations when they're coming into the league. Then you got that that first rookie contract. When they're coming into their second contract out of that rookie tra- contract, if they're established, that's when you start looking. That's when you start trying to find your contenders to see what they're willing to give up. Now, you don't always want to go to contenders. This is key in rebuilding. You also want to talk to your other fellow bottom feeders. Why? Because they they might not have the mentality. They might want to try to build win-now teams when you're rebuilding. So as they're wanting to acquire assets, they're looking to give up draft picks. So you need to taper those expectations because if you have another 0-3 team that you know that thinks they're just a Mike Evans away, Make that trade and get even more, uh, maybe a first and second from them, because one player is not going to turn the team around like that. They're you're 0-3 for a reason, so you're going to have a top six pick of yours, bonus top six pick of theirs, and you're going to get an additional second, which you could couple those two seconds, yours and maybe one that's given to you, into a low end first. So that would give you three first round picks. To build upon and you know rookie fever is always high during drafts and you can will and deal to move your collateral around and, and get that uh commodity off your roster and your future being built around them
0: all right so here let's do some rapid fire you're committed to the rebuild you
2: need to blow it up all right Darren Waller keep or sell just rapid uh, fire <laughs> Sell. Sell. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, I'm keeping. I need that cornerstone. Mike Evans. Mike Evans, I'm keeping. I'm a Mike Evans truther. Cooper Cup.
1: I'm selling at his highest point, which is currently because everybody is is wanting to have that receiver and think it's going to be a longevity. It's going to be a one-year
2: rental. All right. All right. Let's go with Alvin Kamara.
1: I'm selling. I don't think that he has the longevity anymore.
0: 26 years old. Absolutely. Um, we're seeing some falters here. Uh, and then last one, we're gonna go. Hang on, I'm gonna pull up a quarterback here because I feel like quarterback's a tricky one because uh, the cliff, that's what I was
1: getting ready to give you. The
0: cliff is longer, so I'll give you one. then you can return the favor to me. Um, Russell Wilson. Man, you stole mine. Uh, We'll we'll, we'll both answer. That's perfect. Because Russell Wilson is the perfect type of guy that is, he's what? He's sitting at 32 years old. He'll be 33. So we're looking at potentially, I I look at 36 as like our age
1: gap. Yeah, I'm selling Russell. I've got him in multiple leagues. I'm selling him because the first eight weeks, He's going to be at his highest value. That's when you want you want to sell him around week six.
0: What is somebody like? And I agree with you. What is somebody like Russell Wilson going to net you? Like like right now, you get to kind of pick and choose. We're not worried about what the team has or doesn't have. You found a team that has A, B, and C. Maybe what is it that's going to make you feel good? Because for me, it's like a Trey Lance and a first in a super flex. Like
2: that's uh, innocent, my goal.
1: Yes. And a super flex, yeah. I feel I would feel great about uh, a Trey Lance in the first. And a standard one QB, I would be happy to go with somebody like a Mayfield in the second. Um, getting that, you know, younger, younger talent with a team around him. Um and you're going to, and I mean you're you've got to do that. And I'm gonna throw this out there if you find somebody stupid enough that is not sold on Matt Stafford, that will give you Stafford and plus snatch it up.
2: No, and I, I, you're right on top of this. So the tight end position
0: is like, like, I feel like three years ago, I was like, man, everybody's got to sell Kels sell Travis. Kels like, man, this guy's like 28. He's kind of (laughs) beaten down. He gets hurt. And now here we are three years later and he's still the tight end one. And, I'm afraid if I say, you know what? I would sell Travis Kels. He's still going to be the tight end one for the next three
2: years.
1: I have a good tight end to talk about. One that is currently on your team that we talk about quite often.
2: Ooh, Mr. George Kittle.
1: George Kittle, buy or sell.
0: I think George Kittle is a great, um, is a, is, is a great buy because he's quite younger than Kels, um, slightly younger than Waller. I believe. And I think that people are slowly getting down on him because they're starting to love Hawkinson. They love Kyle Pitts. Like, I honestly believe if we would have been coming into the season ready to rebuild, you could have sold Kyle Pitts for George Kittle. Like, I totally believe somebody out there would have been like, absolutely. Somebody would have bid on that.
1: Yeah, you probably could have got Kittle plus. Uh, Maybe,
0: especially after like week one or two. Yeah. So, but but I think George Kittle is one of those guys that I think is going to be a top five tight end for the next eight years. So if I'm rebuilding this year, I think Kittle is a great block going forward. However, I like to flip and move down like three or four spots. So like if I can sell George Kittle for um, Mark Andrews and something, I'm going to do it.
1: Or how about a Noah a first?
0: Noah Fant in a first for George Kittle would be fantastic. You get a lot younger and uh, you get a guy that is the exact same, the exact same receiver that Kittle is not the pass blocker or run blocker, uh, but then you also get a pick. And that's a big thing here. Let's, let's put a pause on players. The biggest thing, if you're listening to this at all, if you're one of these people that are hearing us out and you stayed with us here, if you're rebuilding, do not just get younger players for older players just straight up because if somebody's willing to trade away a younger player for an older player, like somebody's willing to give up—I don't even know—like T Higgins uh, for Mike Evans, let's just let's just this is a hypothetical trade: T Higgins for Mike Evans, yeah. and they're like fully willing. It's because they think Mike Evans is going to help them win money. Well, then I turn that around on, on them and I say, well, that means he's going to lose me money. So you might as well give me a draft pick as well. Like, always pull in a draft pick. And I know sometimes people are like, well, I don't have that much roster space. We only have four taxi. You can have 25 draft picks. You don't got to draft them all. Oh, man, I have picks eight, nine, and 10. Hey, do you want eight and nine, and I'll move up to four? Like, start packaging and pairing and moving up. That's what, in our league that, let's talk about our league. I'm 3-0, and the only 3-0 and team, might I add. Highest scoring team, might I I add. And I have three first-round draft picks. I don't, I don't need all three of them, but I need them to get me to number one, maybe to number two. And that's the point there. Every time you trade away a veteran that is going to help somebody make money, it needs to help you get draft picks and longevity in a league.
2: Every time, even if it's just here, here, here's a third round pick. Don't you agree with me on that?
1: Yeah. And also don't, don't get the tunnel vision just to get picks. Yeah. Also, also look, uh, you know, look at, you know, getting that depth too, if you can, uh, because what's going to happen is you're going to see players. You're going to see homers. You're going to see, you know, all these people that's going to have injuries, uh, that we we can talk about, uh, and they're going to be commodities to fill a spot, you know, just like, McCaffrey just went down. Somebody has McCaffrey and they didn't follow our draft strategy and go three first at three uh, rounds at running back. So they're going to be hurting their running back. Use that commodity, use your leverage, get players, package deals. Package deals are the best thing to happen in Dynasty because you can package A and B for C, then turn around and package C. DE and then some to move back up and never stop moving because once you become complacent that's when lost you that, done that's when your team dies and that's a good thing about our league there's only a few people active in our league on you know in certain aspects i mean yeah you know, we're we calling
0: y'all right now weber
1: yeah we had we had somebody that that out of three weeks hasn't started a full lineup at once and still won two games i don't know how um, but they did yeah yeah so whoever congratulations uh sucks to be you jimmy
0: let me let, let me jump on let, let me jump on what you're saying real quick before we move on in that uh tr- packaging is a great way to do it now don't be that guy that's like like i oh man i need a new tight end and you're like hey i'll uh, i'll send you my my kyle rudolph that i got right here because you need a tight end i got kyle rudolph like in i'll package him with jalen rager do you want to give me a really good receiver like that's not going to work like that don't send shit and expect gold because all you're going to do is get a shit counter back another thing and we kind of touched on this last week if you are a bad team and you are rebuilding you need to be spending all of your fab auction money as like, every week You need to have, don't don't be left over with $100 in FAB if that's what your league cap is. Trade it away. Or go bid on Cordero Patterson when he blows up and he's on free agency. Like, But but I understand your question. We don't want him because he's going to help us win. Yeah, but he's going to help somebody else win. But instead of letting them have him for free, you spend $20 of fake money on him and now you trade him for a second round pick. All for fake money. That is a part of your roster. Your FAB, your cap money you have is a part of your roster. It needs to be used as an asset, whether to gain assets back or to send it away to gain picks back, or so, it has
2: something. Use it. And I think that, so. That's- yeah,
1: yeah. And on top of that, uh, you made a good point earlier in the in the show. Your first offers are going to be shit. Negotiate. Learn the art of negotiation. More times Never. than ever. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm the type of person. I'm going to throw a shit offer first just to, and i'm going to put in the note just to show i'm interested and that's what and that's cool a lot of people don't like that know know your league mates know how to trade with them what they expect when you send them offer and this is something we can dive deeper down in next week
2: i yeah i agree 100 percent. i can I,
0: there's no arguments here we should maybe argue some more but it's a rebuild we kind of agree on the concept of it because We've done it and we've seen how these things have success. I had somebody in my league that I'm rebuilding in last thing, like 30 seconds. And I'm the second highest scoring team in the league. I just called everybody out and I'm mad because they're not playing that well. They need to dynasty better. And a guy like looked at me and said, well, you're not really good at a rebuild. And I said, yeah, I'm not, this is not fun to try and lose on purpose. Now touch on this real quick. Do not sit your best players. Like if you're trying to rebuild, And you're trying to decide between yeah, yeah. Just start your best players. Simple as that. And it's it's if you don't know who to start, look at your projections. Whoever's projected the most, just start them. Because you don't care if you win, but don't be that guy that tanks on purpose. Because everybody should get your best shot. Because you could win one game and help another team make the playoffs. So always push and tank the right way. And that's it for our opening new topic segment. Blow it up at zero and three. Let's get into some week three overreactions. I'm just going to jump right into this. I ain't even going to wait. All the rookie quarterbacks suck. That's the reaction right now. Well, except for Trey Lance, because Trey Lance is like throwing a pass and he's ran for a touchdown. So like technically he's very efficient, but our starters, they're bad and everybody's freaking out about it. This is a dynasty episode. Let's relax. They're rookies. They're not supposed to be great. If you drafted them to save you, this isn't RG3 or Cam Newton. Like this, Those guys are anomalies. Sorry.
1: You're not drafting Andrew Luck this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, one of the biggest overreaction is me eating my own words. If you have Fields, pump the brakes. It's okay. It's not him. It's their shitty O line, shitty front office, and shitty coaching staff that when they're asked. When you, when your co- head coach is asked who your starting quarterback is and he throws out four players. He says Nick Foles, Justin Field. I'm pretty sure he said Khalil Mack may be starting there.
0: You know what I actually heard when Matt Nagy was talking? I heard him say, hey, uh, so who is your starting quarterback going forward? And what I heard was, I'm going to get fired soon, so I'm just going to burn it all down as I leave. That's all I heard. This guy's out of his
2: mind. Like Justin Fields, you've already started him. You let him go. Let him start. Yeah, and. You know, uh, don't don't give up on on this. Uh, Mac Jones, it's it's a
1: system. Belichick's a proven system. We we've seen flashes. Zach Wilson, it's the Jets. The Jets suck. Everybody knows the Jets suck. It it's it's okay. Fields,
2: the whole team sucks. And you know, Trey Lance. We, we're against him because he hasn't
1: shown enough to overtake Garoppolo for the starting position as the number three pick. So that's, we're not saying they all suck in the sense that, oh, go out and do a fire sale if you own them. It's they're rookies. They're, there's a learning curve. Be patient.
2: Absolutely. So that's all we're going to say. Dynasty football.
1: Obviously,
0: these are rookies. Don't start trading them. Don't fall into this like fool's gold of somebody's, you know, they're 0 3 and they're like, here's Matt Stafford. Give me, uh, give me Trevor Lawrence. Like, fuck off. Bye. Get out of here. Like, I'm re, you're rebuilding. I don't
1: know. Rookie- you, 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 you offer me Stafford for, for Lawrence. I want to snatch that up right now.
0: If you're 0 3, <laughs> you would do that. You would, you would take that risk. That seems risky to me. Yeah, because I'd flip him. Well, that's fair. That makes sense. We're looking for more. <laughs> but just the overreaction is all the rookie quarterbacks suck. No, they don't. It's, they're rookie quarterbacks. They're not supposed to be. So I guess they do suck. But that's okay. They're not supposed to be world saviors. Sometimes guys are. And when you hit on that, that's great. But the reason why you draft these guys, if you're in Superflex, the reason why you drafted Trevor Lawrence, because you were the worst team last year. That's why you have Trevor Lawrence. More likely than not. That's okay. He should be bad um let's move on to running back Jonathan Taylor I don't know what to do I don't know what to do with him right he's supposed to be this great guy like oh my god he can be drafted as high as number six in redraft he's like a top five pick in like dynasty startups non-superflex uh he's just the guy but right now he's running back 28. is it time to panic like what's going on like that's that's the word right Neam Hines is a godsend Jonathan Taylor isn't pump,
1: pump, pump them breaks pump them because he is okay it's week three you're not going to determine your entire season in fantasy football in three weeks you're 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 not going that's not going to define your team indianapolis they lost uh nelson this week you know key blocker wince is not a hundred percent so you know they're tapering around you know, Wentz having you know two bad wheels and not being able to throw the ball. If you can't throw the ball, what do you have to do? You have to run. Your defense is going to stack the box against Taylor, and that's exactly what they're doing. So relax; it's going to be okay. Come back from the ledge. We have a nice safe space with you, with uh, Johnson Taylor.
0: It's true, and here's here's the biggest thing that we need to look out on. Now, when we're talking about Rushing yards. He's not getting a ton of rushing yards. And the reason is because uh, the Colts aren't very good, in my belief. The Colts aren't very good. And because the Colts aren't very good, uh, they're not able to push the field and stay on the ground. Jonathan Taylor has 171 yards right now. Let's pull this up. Let's talk about this. 42 attempts, 171 yards. But if we're looking at this a little deeper, uh, he averaged in week one. 3.3 uh, yards per rush, so not great. But he had 17 attempts. Then he averaged 3.4 yards per rush in week two, but he had 15 attempts. Last week, when he actually averaged 6.4 yards in a attempt, he had 64 yards. He only ran 10 times. So for me, he is getting scripted to be the guy. He also has eight receptions, 42 touches uh, on on the running. So it's 50 touches through three games. It's not like he's not a guy. He doesn't score a touchdown. Like if you add a touchdown or two to this and you give him 12 more points, fantasy-wise, he jumps up to like running back 18, 19. So everybody is overreacting. I do think if the Colts were healthier,
2: that would help. But again, we're talking dynasty. Relax. Pump the brakes. Now, everybody's kind of getting fooled right now. Let's go ahead and talk about receiver. Let's, let's talk about it. This is uh, um, six times the charm. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, it's because I got high. And everybody is going out and anointing Josh Gordon as a savior and gobbling him up in the leagues everywhere because he signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Because the Chiefs are vulnerable right now. It's, it's shown. their receiving core outside of Kills, and Hill is vulnerable. So everybody's thinking that he's going to come right in the, the wide receiver two position and make an immediate impact. It's let people waste their priority on waiver wire. they fab. Let them pick up Gordon. It's going to be three weeks. He's going to be in drug rehab again, and everybody's going to waste a have a, uh, have him on a roster spot uh, and be ridiculous. Now, uh, He's, did you know he's been in the league or, technically been in the league 9 years and nice. has only and has one 1500 yard receiving
2: fantastic season, season.
1: a fantastic yeah. season yeah one the, his next closest is 800 yards then 2 700 yards and then it drops down to 400 yards so
2: one season does not make a save ask Peyton Hillis <laughs> oh rest in peace not he's not dead but just rest in peace is, is football days yeah so ask ask Mike Alstock. <laughs> so it's yeah it's
0: it 100 percent is um something that we need to pump the brakes on we need to relax on uh, there's people that like you were saying uh, you had a league where eight people put in a bid on him out of 12 owners, eight people yeah. wanted to get him. And don't get me wrong, I see the, the drive and the, the hope and the want from somebody like Josh Gordon because of that fifteen hundred yard season. The fact that really he's doing all this while he's high as a kite and he's still dominating cornerbacks. Now he goes to the best offense and he's supposed to be great. Hang on, McCall Hardman is supposed to do great, but he doesn't. In Kansas City's offense, it literally goes Kels, Hill, more Kels, and then more Hill, Clyde Edwards a little bit, and then everybody else at random. It's almost like, it's almost like Mahomes draws out of a hat. My third best receiving option this week will be Pringle. You get five targets. like That's how <laughs> it is. And I don't think Josh Gordon is going to develop anything past this. Now, him being there is going to help open them up even more than they already are just by being on the field because he is a physical threat. But statistically, I don't, th- I, I, don't think he's going to do anything. I hope he does. I really, I love Josh Gordon. I hope he lights it
1: up. Now a bonus. Uh, I want to throw a bonus out here. Uh, another emergence elder Statesman that's a wide receiver. Then, you know, I'm just going to kind of blindside you with this. What do you think about Deshaun Jackson?
2: Deshaun Jackson is fool's cold. He is,
0: um, he's a boomer bust type guy. I think he's more likely to bust than boom, but here's the thing. He is still extremely fast and yes. man coverage. Uh, especially if teams are playing, I don't even if, if, if teams don't have like three deep at all. Like if they're playing less, if they're playing cover two, I think he can beat them up the seam and just rip. And, By the time they notice him, he's gone. But that's fool's gold because it looks great. Like there are all these guys that are talking about, I forget what there is, but it's all talking about air yards. And it's like how many air yards they get because they're deep threats. And these guys are so, you know what my favorite types of yards are? Caught ball, got the receiving yards. Those are my favorite yards. I don't care about how fucking long the ball's in the air and how much you run and travel. If you're not catching the ball consistently, it's fool's gold to me.
1: Right, right. And I'm right there with you. But he can do it every week. I just wanted you to get your touch on that. Because, I mean, technically, he's the wide receiver. He's the third option in that offense. And he he proved, you know, against the defending Super Bowl champions that he still has something left in the tank.
2: He's still fast. Fast is going to be fast.
0: Now, when we get to our bowl predictions, I will be talking about other receivers on that team. But let's go to move on to the tight end. And Dallas Goddard, cannot get more he he broke it he broke his season best so far 66 yards on two catches he's so electric when he gets the ball he is able to create yards after the catch but he does not get enough receptions and he's fallen out of tight end one territory he's on tight end 13 and they're starting to get a little panic because oh man i just saw Ertz to catch a touchdown i thought he's supposed to be in buffalo right now like
1: yeah yeah and a lot of people are panicking with this too but what people fail to realize that they have that short-term memory some of tom brady's most successful years he had aaron hernandez and gronkowski he ran a two tight end set both were productive tight ends. both were top 12 tight ends every every season the season in season out they were targets this is what this philadelphia team i see can be
2: you're to gonna be. have
1: you're gonna have your you're gonna have your goddard weeks you're gonna have your arts weeks but they're gonna be really close proximity to each other and you know maybe a touchdown separates them maybe two receptions recept- and a one long game separates them. but do not panic goddard is the tight end primary in philadelphia Ertz is there for name value And the fact that defenses know that he's a threat, so they're going to cater to him. Dallas Goddard has not been unleashed on the NFL yet, I don't think. No.
0: And remember, we're talking dynasty aspects. Zach Ertz is a dying breed. He will be out of the league. He'll be extinct. He'll be away from the Philadelphia Eagles eventually. Um, I've, I've sat here and I've heard where people are like, they'll give him a fourth for Zacherts, Ertz, but the Eagles want more. And I'm like, why you're a bad team. Take what you can get. That's money. Plus a pick, um, dynasty, you're gonna be fine. Just relax. Just be patient. Dallas Goddard is one of those guys. Like, I don't like to do this because it's like saying, go out and buy this guy. That sounds great right now, but you could, the guy that owns Dallas Goddard could be the guy that he sets his lineup and then he's not, that's it. And then he doesn't say anything else or he comes in and goes, well, what week does playoff start? Uh, hey, how much is payout? Um, when's our rookie draft? And then you don't see him again until, Hey, when's our playoff start? That's when you, so it, it's not as easy as go buy him, but if you can go buy him. Cause or Zachary is going to scare him.
1: But. Or, he's the guy, or he's the guy that, you know, does the rookie draft and don't say he's a full lineup for the first three weeks. And yeah, mother- wins.
0: Goddamn Weber. And keep bashing on him he ain't gonna listen but
1: um but yeah right, so we're 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 gonna post this in the we're gonna post this in the league chat perfect
0: dallas goddard though is gonna be just fine <clears throat> he's gonna be just fine and eventually hurts is going to be like oh you know what i need to play him more and if you remember go back to 2019 uh zach ertz was like the tight end three or four that year um and dallas goddard was the tight end 10 With Carson Wentz at helm, like they, they've had a season where they both were successful. Uh, So they'll be fine. Now that's overreactions. That's a panic. Don't panic. That's buy sell. That's uh, this guy over that guy, whatever you want to call it. That's that segment. And now we're going to move into our bold predictions, bold predictions. So um, let's just make these really bold. And I already know what yours is, so I can say it, but let's just, let's make it really bold. What is your week four fantasy bold prediction?
1: uh now we can't we can't blame this on the cayman jack uh this was made way before uh he entered the picture of this but i am predicting ryan Tannehill, not a top three not a top two the qb one this week versus the jets
0: he is going to light it up and he's going to do something that i i'm not going to stat check this because i i it's not that important to say this out loud but i'm going to say um, and this is going to be false. He's never been the quarterback one before. How dare you pick that? That is too... That's bold. It's bold. Because, theoretically, one of the things happens. He lights up the Jets, and he gets a lot of fantasy points. Or, he lights up the Jets too early, and then they coast the rest of the way through, i.e. Denver. But I think it's possible. It's not going to happen, but I think it's possible.
1: Well, uh... <clears throat> You also got to think, I'm making this prediction with question marks around AJ Brown. So, I, and if anybody's listened to the show, they know that I like the spicy predictions. I like, I like the bold stuff.
0: No, it is bold. It is bold. And I'm going to, I'm going to have to try and one up you. Um, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> That's a steep
1: task. As a steep task.
0: Arizona Cardinals are taking on Los Angeles Rams. And we're talking about guys like Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, Deshaun Jackson, and that's great. Those four guys that I listed, fantastic, good job. Robert Woods is going to have more receiving yards than all four of them, not combined, but he is going to lead every receiver in that Arizona Los Angeles Rams game in yards. Something that he has failed to do in all three games so far. He hasn't even been in the top two in yards the past couple of weeks.
2: He will out. He will outgain. Cup, Hopkins, Moore, and Deshaun Jackson. Now, now
1: yeah, that's, that's kind of bold, especially with, you know. recovering being on having, fire? Like, Yeah, Cup being, and you know, Hopkins, you know, will have a bounce back week. Uh, that's that's kind of bold. Would.
2: You'd
0: hope Hopkins bounces back. Otherwise, we're in the middle of seeing a downfall of Hopkins that nobody's well, paying attention to.
1: Well, he had a rib injury. He he was basically he was basically a decoy. He wasn't going to be too too involved, which kind of kind of screwed your pooch last week with the the Kyler Murray three weeks straight. Uh, nobody yeah, knew, the... knew that went. Nobody knew that going into when we made that prediction. When you made no. that prediction. He was he was going to be limited, but I like it. I like. I don't know if I can agree with it uh, because I, I'm. I
0: because Cooper Cup be is too goddamn good right now. Like,
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I think he will outperform Cup. Okay, but I don't think he outperforms. uh no. I think that bounce. It's a bounce back game for him. It's a proving game for him. I think if if Hopkins outperforms him, it's razor thin.
2: Well, there you go.
0: And there you guys have it. That is going to be our show today. So quick recap. blow it up, get the younger pieces, get those draft picks, get all those old people off your team, and take advantage of the waiver wires, spend all your money. Number two, overreactions. Don't panic. This is dynasty football. Your rookie quarterbacks are going to suck, and Jonathan Taylor isn't going to have the perfect game script and everybody's hurt, and Josh Gordon is not going to save your team if you have bad receivers, and Dallas Goddard will be just fine. And bold predictions, Ryan Tannehill will be the QB1 jason's words not me and robert <laughs> woods will outcatch everybody in the arizona rams the arizona cardinals los angeles rams it's weird i said that
1: uh, yeah game. just just blend them together i mean yeah. it's late it's late it's been yeah. flowing good you, you know just blend them together we, the, we all know what you mean
0: the nfc west duel that's what we're gonna say yeah so thank you guys for listening. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button down below on YouTube. Hit that like button as well. And give us your comments down below on what things are you not panicking on? How would you do a rebuild if you're 0-3? And give us your over, your big over, over bold take, your hottest take for week four of the fantasy football season. As you can see, all these things down below. Follow us on all our social media websites. Now we have Twitter, Instagram, TikTok every day, and Facebook. And if you want to ask a personal question to Jason... Hit him up on t- uh, Twitter over at
1: tzley822. Ask me all your sit start questions. Ask me all your trade polls. Make sure you league mates don't follow me. Get that sneaky, get that sneaky insight where you know only we can provide it here.
0: Absolutely, and ask on TikTok because that's what everybody does. Ask on TikTok, and we give you guys answers. We, I just found out we've only missed one person that has asked a start sit question and that's it and it was an accident because we just did but thank you guys for listening good luck in your week four matchup unless you're one of these on three teams and good luck at losing in your week four matchup we'll see you guys next week <laughs>